Welcome to another fun-filled Monday edition of Second City Sports live in a living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. <laughs> Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan's Girl McGee on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps, whether it's an Apple iTunes Store or Google Play. Make sure that app says Sports Zone Chicago. You can catch our live shows, including this one, Second City Sports, and the other five live shows. If you missed it, that's okay. You can go back and catch the replays on, on, on all of our shows, including this one. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow us on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. And if you want to catch the replay of this podcast, Second City Sports, you can do so. We're available on all podcast platforms by subscribing to War or Anchor. We're available on the iHeartRadio app as well. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And if you want to comment or have a question for us during any time on today's show, you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments there in the comment section. We can get them up on the screen and run it for you. And if you decide to troll or do something stupid, Lakina will politely give you the Tom Brady boot. <laughs> Speaking of Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Chicago Bears drop to three and four after another embarrassing loss on national television by the score of 38 to three. Lakina, mm. uh, if memory serves me correctly, you said that your mother was a school teacher, correct? Yes, sir. I have the same mentality as her. I hate when I had to repeat myself and folks claim that they were listening. Okay. Uh, yesterday's game really didn't reveal anything to me. As we told you guys throughout the season, the Bears defense is getting old. They're good, but they're getting old. But we mm -hmm. already told you that, so I'm not going to waste my time. We told you that Justin Fields, the rookie quarterback, who I think is going to be good at the end, but we told you guys that he needs to hold on to the ball a little bit longer, protect the ball. But we, we saw the same scenario play out yesterday, but we already told you that, so I'm not going to waste my time. Mm -hmm. We also told you that Matt Nagy is not a good head coach and he needs to turn the play calling over to Bill Lazor. I don't know what happened yesterday, but I guess you could just throw it out the window. And I know many people said that Matt Nagy needs to go, but we already told you that. We already discussed this a thousand times, so I'm not going to tell you anything different. We also said, too, that uh, the Bears, this Bears team is not a playoff team, but we already discussed that, so I'm not going to waste my time with that. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Like we, I know we, we're we are brought on here to for you guys to hear our thoughts and opinions and give you a different angle that most people are not going to give you. If we didn't do that, we would cheat you guys, the rest of the audience, and, and we'll we will do a disservice to you guys. I don't want to do that. So uh, I'm asking you guys that are listening and watching us. If you have something different about this Bears team that we don't know anything about. Please do so by putting your comments in the comment section as Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Tell us something different about this Bears team that we we don't already know. Because yesterday didn't reveal did not reveal anything new to me. 
Now, going to the running game yesterday, Lakina Khalil Herbert, congrats on his first career 100-yard game. We told you that he was good, so we, I'm not going to waste my breath on that. We told you that the passing game was dead last in the NFL, but we're not going to regurgitate that all over again. Lakina mm -mm. saved me before I wreck my uh, before I wreck <laughs> myself because I'm going to do a disservice by repeating myself over and over again. We don't want to insult our audience. No, no, look, we have look, we, so we have a pretty smart audience that are listening and watching us on the YouTube and the Facebook. So we're not going to insult your intelligence. Chester Fields threw Chester Fields threw three interceptions last uh, yesterday, and he had two fumbles for a loss. He was sacked four times. That's really all I can do. I mean, look, congrats to Tom Brady. He got number 600 in the touchdown, in the touchdown uh, passes. Mike Evans, you know, got three touchdowns. Chris Godwin had 100-plus yards received and 111. Also had a touchdown, a touchdown pass. I mean, and look, there, there was nothing, you know, it wasn't like Tom Brady was kind of like, you know, talking, you know, egging it on and stuff like that. That's not, that's not who he is. That's never been his style. Now, as far as the defense, okay, yeah, you got two goal, goal line stops. Good for you. You were down 35-3 <laughs> by the time that start that started. And look, for, look, I mean, for all phases of the ball, the Bucks, you know, pounded them and pounded them. And that defense for the Bucks, I mean, look, Devin White had eight solo tackles. Uh, Shaquille Barrett had two sacks. So for me, had a sack. And, you know, Antoine Winfield Jr. You know, had to make some key stops. And you can probably say that yeah, you know, Fields overthrew a couple of guys. You know, yeah, A Rob. There were some, you know, passes with A Rob that he dropped, or you know, the Cole Komet drop. I mean, in that first drive, who knows what would have happened had he had caught that. But you know, again, know your personnel. And you know what? This whole look, look, you know, the Bucks are a class above you guys right now. And if you're the Bears, you're talking about, oh, well, they're a playoff team. Where? Where? Where like and some people are, <laughs> look, some people are already still saying that they could still win nine games. Where, where, like I, I don't, I don't know what. Look, I don't know what folks are saying that. Well, this you know they could beat the 49ers. Yes, I know the 49ers have their own issues, but come on, I if I if you're asking me to pick right now, I still pick San Francisco. So this, this whole thing is just I don't want to spend too much time talking about this because they're actually better games than the NFL. yesterday said, but. You know, look, you know, folks, like I said, said, feel free to comment on our YouTube and Facebook pages on Sports Zone Chicago if you have a, a comment. But I, I feel like I'm like we're repeating ourselves and we're doing this over and over again. And I, I really don't feel like doing it. And look, and now Matt Nagy, if you guys didn't hear the news, you know, a little over a half hour ago, he now has COVID. So now that now that's another issue because apparently as we you know, we told you about Robert Quinn testing positive. There are a couple other guys that are positive, so there there could be an outbreak going on at the at the Bears facility. And at this point, there's really nothing, no more you can say about this team. There really isn't. So wrap on, Sid. <laughs> You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago, Second City Sports City, Lakina, with you as we review. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Chicago Bears 38 to 3 from yesterday down there in South Beach, Florida. Not in South Beach, but in the southern part of Florida. Lakina, I hate repeating myself, but I had to say this statistic one more time. Uh, the Bears have been undisciplined at times uh, over the last couple of years, and that falls on your head coach, Matt Nagy. It happened again yesterday with Bilal Nichols uh, throwing a punch and being kicked out of the game. But we told you guys that unfortunately this stuff creeps up every now and then. Javon Wims, anyone? Anthony Miller, anyone? But I waste my case, so we're not going to insult the audience. 
Hmm. Well, yeah, and look, and look, I mean, look, it feels, you know, that's the first, you know, five tournament games since Sam Darnold did it week seven a couple of years ago. You know, mm-hmm. it's also the first one for a Bears QB. I go all the way back to Matt Barkley in 2016 against Washington. If you remember that, guys, remember that game? That game was just like, I think, I think, look, Tampa Bay could have scored 50, but again, yeah. you know, yeah, you had a nice stop. Well, you know, bravo. I mean, but. <laughs> And look, could Quinn have if, if Quinn had played, could that have been a little bit, you know, more, you know, workable? Sure, but you know that just shows you that everyone said, well, the defense is still good, like, but but they're getting old. That's part of the problem. Eddie Jackson, you know, yeah, you had four tack, you know, four solo tackles, but when Mike Evans was, you know, going through, you know, catching all those touchdowns, you know, where where was somebody? Where was he? Where, where was was someone there? Like, and. You know the receiving core. You know Chris Godwin has some big, has some big gates and big yards. Key drives going. They really didn't have to depend on the running game too much. I mean, yeah, Fournette and Ronald Jones the second. I mean, they all had their. You know, they all got shared shared the wealth a little bit. So, look, Tampa Bay just dominated the Bears from start to finish. So, and they were shorthanded too, if you guys remember. No Antonio Brown, no Gronk. Mm-hmm. So, Levante David didn't play. Levante David didn't play either. Yeah. So it, it's just. Sorry, they're they're way ahead of you right now. They're they're the defending world, the defending Super Bowl chance for a reason. So you know, Khalil Herbert, you know, congrats, you know, 100 yard his first, you know, hopefully many 100 yard rushing game. But you know, and now there are folks are saying that maybe you know maybe maybe bring Dalton back. You know, I don't know if that would really do anything, but no, you know, he'll get hurt again, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just no, I just like that. I think this season's a wash. I know people are already talking about, you know, job security and things like that. Look, you look, we still we're only in week seven, okay? We're only like not even halfway through the season yet. So we we're still got a ways to go. Now, you know, like I said, I heard people say that well, maybe they could still get into nine wins. Not not, not the way they're playing. So <laughs> I'm just no, because I'm just like I'm just I'm over it at this point. I we've told you folks again and again, I feel like a broken record. This team is not a playoff team. They're not. They're, they're, they're barely a 500 team. They look, I'm going to again channel the inner channel, the, the late great Denny Green, that God rest his soul. The Bears are who you thought they were. And, you know, this team just isn't good enough. They're not. If you want to comment on uh, the Chicago Bears going forward, what do you see from this team moving forward? And what did you think about the performance yesterday? You could comment on our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up and running for you. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago on the Monday edition, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. Lakina, let's uh, go over to for some good news. Was it, like you said, there was actually some good football. Um, going on yesterday, even before the Bears game yesterday. So let's start our tour and neighbors up north. The Green Bay Packers improved their record to 6-1 and one after defeating the Washington football team 24-10. Aaron Rodgers 27-35 for 274 yards and three touchdown passes. Taylor Heineke had the most rushing yards for Washington, 10 carries for 95 yards. Terry McLaurin had seven catches, 122 yards and a touchdown. And the scary thing is that if you heard Aaron Rodgers' comments after the game, he said that the best is yet to come for the Packers. And if this is, and I'm, I'd be a little scared if I were wrestling the NFC. Look, the NFC is very top bay. Well, we'll talk more about that as we go on in the show as we go into the next segment as well. But look, I mean, three touchdown you know, passes, more touchdown passes for Aaron Rodgers really didn't have to do too much. 
And you know, look, Heineke, you know, Taylor Heineke did the best he could, but again, you know, again, the talent just isn't there for Washington at the moment. They've also had their injury issues too. Mm-hmm. And, and look, they're they're the reason why they're the defending champions in the NFC North. I mean, I know some people will say that, oh, well, you know, they're not those as you know, this is not the same Packers teams from a couple of years ago. But look, they're they became the first team in NFL history to win six straight games following a season opening loss by 35 points. So, you know, <laughs> that's look, I mean, that that you know, that whole that they get shellacked by the Saints. That's like a hundred years ago. So, you know, I think they're playing they're playing good at the right time. This game I predicted an upset and look what happened. The Tennessee Titans upset the Kansas City Chiefs by the score of 27-3. The Titans improved their record to 5-2. The Chiefs are now 3-4. and four. Ryan Tannehill 21-27 for 270 yards in a touchdown pass. Derrick Henry had a touchdown pass along with 29 carries for 86 yards. A.J. Brown, the stud wide receiver from the Titans, eight catches, 133 yards in a score. Patrick Mahomes went out with a concussion. He was cleared, but he was not brought back in the game. Lakina, two th- two things uh, uh, told the story for me yesterday. The Tennessee Titans were a better football team. They punched the Chiefs in the mouth from the start. And number two, I'm not saying the Kansas City Chiefs are not going to the playoffs, but it's going to be a harder road for, for them to get back to the playoffs this year. You can kiss the number one seed goodbye. Well, you forgot Derek Henry actually threw a touchdown pass. I think that's I the just first touchdown. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, so. okay. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean – uh, look, I'm not gonna write Kansas City off just yet, but and mm-hmm. do I think they have they have been figured out and Patrick Mahomes have been figured out? Not necessarily, but I feel like at this point, you know, you just it's just a very, you know, the, the Titans. Look, what are we for for the Titans? Right, they beat Buffalo, they beat Kansas City mm-hmm. at home, and look, their defense. Look, we we if you listened to us before, you know, this that defense is a very opportunistic. They have four sacks against Mahomes. And also an intercession by, Rash- by Rashawn Evans. So that that shows you that that yes, their defense. You know, they may not have the names, but that's a pretty good opportunistic defense. So you know, I'm I'm like, look, the Titans are kind of right up there near the top tier of the AFC right now, and they're showing you why. Look who they've beaten, and mm-hmm. they're they're been so good. They've had a couple of losses that I'm sure they're they're kicking themselves right now at the moment. You know, they got you know blown out by the Cardinals in the opener at home. They lost to the Jets, but. But you know it's okay. I mean, look, these sort of things happen. The ebbs and flows are the long season. So, you know, at least so far, I think they're five and two, and they're pretty, that's a pretty good five and two team that you got. The Atlanta Falcons uh, pulled their record to five hundred at three and three after a thirty to twenty eight victory over the Miami Dolphins on the road. Matt Ryan twenty five for forty for three hundred thirty six yards and two touchdown passes, including one dumb turnover <laughs> that almost cost them the game. Of course, I was upset at the time because he's on my fantasy team. But regardless, <laughs> Miami Dolphins running back Miles Gaskin had 15 carries for 67 yards. Kyle Pitts, the rookie tight end from Florida, had seven catches and 163 yards for the Falcons. He had three big catches on that final drive, which led up to the game-winning field goal. I did watch the majority of this game via my computer live. Mm-hmm. And um, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, they they came out a little bit sluggish, but uh, they were they were uh, they were uh, a great. They had a great drive, as I mentioned, to end the game. Uh, they had a shaky fourth quarter. They're actually dominating throughout mm-hmm. uh, up until the fourth quarter, but they overcame a Matt Ryan turnover to to pull out the win on the road. This is the second game-winning field goal uh, for the Falcons on the road this season. The first one was against the Giants last month. Yeah, I mean, that was just a strange game. You know, Tua had four touchdown passes, and but they also had a couple of bad turnovers, and then Matt Ryan had a, you know, another bad turnover that could have set up 
the game-winning drive for the Dolphins. You know, but luckily, you know, they, he was able to come back. That's what veteran quarterbacks do. They came right back, and they ended up, they, you know, set up Yang Ho coup for the win. And, and look, I mean, Atlanta, I know people, you know, Atlanta was a sleeper pick for some people, you know, in the NFC. But you see a little bit of it. I mean, look, Kyle, Kyle Pitts, I mean, is he a tight end or is he a wide receiver? So this you're probably going to have to figure out yeah. at 163 um, receiving yards, as you said, Sid. But, and well, look, Miles Gaskin had you know, a couple of big yards. But, you know, again, Tua had those bad, you know, those two bad turnovers. And, you mm-hmm. know, look, there's so much up, upheaval right now down in Miami, you know, because of this, the Sean Watson trade and, you know, this and that. So, but if you're in Atlanta, you'll 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 take the win. It was like, ugly, but you know, look, sometimes you gotta have a couple of these ugly ones in the in a long season. It was the New England Patriots 54 in the New York Jets 13. Rookie quarterback Zach Wilson was injured. He's going to be out two to four weeks with a right knee injury. As far as the game goes, Mac Jones had 24 of 36 for 307 yards and two touchdown passes. Damian Harris, the, the running back for New England, had 14 carries, 106 yards, and two touchdowns. Brandon Bolden, the backup running back for the Patriots, had six catches for 79 yards in the score. I, I mean, look, I'm going to save my breath. Thankfully, you know, if you're Zach Wilson, you avoid as more serious injury. You're, you're only going to be gone at least two weeks or maybe a month. So you, you've saved yourself from that. There's really nothing else you can say about this game. I mean, you know, the, the, the Jets, there's just a lot of you know injuries and just a whole lot of like not so very good things going on down there right now. You know, you had, you know, Michael Carr has been kind of like uh, doing, doing it all. They've had some injuries, you know, rushing and receiving, you know, he also played a little bit of defense, you know, and then in a punt return. So that's, you know, that's what shows you how bad things are for the Jets right now. So, you know, <laughs> you can keep going. Yeah, a couple of a couple of games to wrap up for this first segment from the early window. The New York football giants finally decided to show up yesterday. That was the only loss that I had in my picks from the early games. <laughs> they defeated the Carolina Panthers 25-3. Daniel Jones for the Giants had 23 from 33 for 203 yards in the touchdown pass. Devontae Booker ran the ball for the Giants for 14 carries for 51 yards in the score. DJ Moore for Carolina had six catches for 73 yards. Daniel Jones had a OBJ-like type catch during that game and on the flip side for the Panthers Sam Darnold was benched early in the fourth quarter but head coach of the Panthers Matt Rule said that Sam Darnold is his, is his guy going forward and the Carolina Panthers their name has been back in the mix for the Deshaun Watson uh trade sweepstakes once again well yeah unfortunately for Darnold he's kind of regressed back into being the New York Jets mm-hmm. as Sam Darnold so you know they brought PJ Walker in he wasn't doing mm-hmm. any better so that that you know that was that was it for the Panthers. I know injuries and everything else. That's just that's been killing them, and that's kind of come back to bite them. And look, New York, you know, the Giants looked really good yesterday, like you said. Said I mean, he was Dale Jones was actually catching things as well. So you know, this shows you how what kind of a day the day that they had, and also to the defense actually was was actually pretty good. I mean, they they had six sacks. So you know that that and another another thing. So it, it really is was a good. Probably the best of Giants have looked all year. Now, well, I'm not going to say they're going to end up you know, competing for a wild card spot, but if you're a Giants fan, you'll take a win like this. In the last of the early games, it was the Cincinnati Bengals, as I told you on Friday, and they defeated the Baltimore Ravens by the score of 41-17. to Now the Bengals are, are in first place as virtue of the win yesterday uh, atop the AFC North division. Joe Burrow for the Bengals had 23-38 passing for 416 yards and three touchdowns. Lamar Jackson had 12 carries and 88 yards for Baltimore. 
Jamar Chase, the rookie wide receiver out of LSU, he did he broke a record, a team record for the Bengals. He had eight catches, 201 receiving yards, and they scored. Lakina, I, I'm sorry that I didn't pull the trigger, excuse the expression, of when we did our preview segment before the season started. I had Cincinnati as a borderline playoff team. Call me crazy, but I'm convinced they're going to the playoffs now. You can look at the rest of their schedule. They're done with the NFC portion of their schedule. They went two and two. If it wasn't for that performance here in Chicago last month, there would be a six and one right now. Uh, you well, could you can make a case they could be undefeated if they didn't screw up that Packers game. But yeah, this, they, they look like a, a playoff team in the making for me. Well, and like you said, they they probably they probably should be seven and zero right now. The Bengals are. And I think the Bengals wanted to show folks that this is not the Bengals team that was that have been terrible the last few years. And, and look, I've said it before. If Joe Burrow had not gotten hurt, they probably could have last year. They probably could have made the playoffs. Now, Chase, you know that that connection, that combo, they won a national championship together. I'm talking about Chase and uh, Burrow. And look, 201 receiving yards. That doubt, you know, he now has 754 receiving yards already this year. That's the most by any player through their first seven games of, mm-hmm. you know, in their career. So that that should tell you something. And also, too, I mean, this is the first time also between him and Pitts that it's the first time that players uh, 21 and younger had had 100, 150, 150 plus receiving yards in the same week. That's another little tip right there. And look, on the fifth side for Baltimore, I mean, Look, you know, people probably been saying that that Baltimore, you know, they were lucky they're frauds. Look, they're off this week, so look, they need some help. You know, they need secondary help. You know, if you're Marlon Humphrey, you're probably having a not having a very good uh, week this week because you know you let a you let Chase sort of just you know run all over you and and look with a trade deadline coming up in, in you know in about a week or two in the NFL. That's probably some of the problems they're gonna have to look at. I'm talking about the Ravens, but look, do I think the Bengals could win the division? Yeah, but I think that right now, you know, the the Browns are having injury problems. You don't know what the Steelers are. We'll see if Baltimore's real after their buy after their buy. And look, well, we'll see. I mean, but that AFC North is very much wide open. More of our Week Seven recap from the National Football League when we return. Also, we'll give our, you our studs and duds, and we'll highlight the best and worst from a college football Saturday. Along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen download the free score app lightning fast update so you never miss a thing it's why the score app is one of north america's most popular sports apps i'm chuck sanders dance the sports flash on the sports zone chicago Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. 
Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live and in living color along with Akina McGee. I am Sydney Browns. We continue to recap week seven from the National Football League. Let's move over to the late games. Yeah. It was the Las Vegas Raiders 33, the Philadelphia Eagles 22. Derek Carr for Vegas had a great performance yesterday as my computer screen goes out. But the um, but just looking at this game, Lakina, I, I did get a chance to check check out some of it uh, the Raiders ran the ball very well the I know the Eagles scored the first uh, points of the game but after that the Raiders just took over and uh, that's all she wrote yeah I mean look look this is a completely different Ra Raiders team after everything that happened with Gruden and all that that transpired you can tell that look you probably said they could probably be six and one had they actually been you know their mind had been right against the you know, in the game against the Bears a couple of mm -hmm. weeks back and, and look, I think Derek Carr is trying to show you guys that, hey, look, I'm still here for maybe perhaps mm -hmm. the MVP talk, maybe, I guess. And also, too, their their defense, I think, has you know played pretty well. So, <laughs> you know, the, the Eagles, you're, you're kind of like, this is sort of a lost season for them. But I think they, they just don't have the personnel right now. And, and and look, I think if you're the Raiders, I think you're – that look, the AFC West, you know, with, of course, you know, the Charges were off. So, you know, mm -hmm. with the section of Denver, yeah, I think it is probably going to end up in the between – your Raiders to Chargers and look, maybe look, you never know. Maybe KC may have something to say about it. So it should be fun in that AFC West. Yeah, Derek Carr for the Raiders had 31, he was 31 or 34 for 323 yards and two scores. Kenyon Drake ran the ball well for the Raiders. 14 carries, 69 yards in the score. Uh, the game of the day from the late window yesterday was the Los Angeles Rams uh, barely, I do mean barely, getting by the Detroit Lions 29, 28 to 19. Matthew Stafford for the Rams was 28 of 41 for 334 yards and three touchdown passes in his revenge game. Jamal Williams ran the ball well for Detroit, 12 carries, 57 yards. DeAndre Swift had the first touchdown of the game. He was the starting running back for the Lions. Cooper Cup for the Rams had 10 catches and 156 yards and two scores. Lakina, uh, watching the majority of this game yesterday live via my computer, <laughs> Dan Campbell. Uh, you can say what you want to about. We all made a jokes about him with his press conference back in mm -hmm. March in the offseason, but he had a game plan yesterday. He, he had a, a fake punt mm -hmm. and then an onside kick in the same quarter to keep the Rams from taking the field. So they... The Lions chunk up 10 points in almost half of time of possession in the first quarter. If that's not a game plan, I don't know what is. Maybe um, somebody from the Bears can look at that game and say, maybe we can implement some of that at some point. I don't know. But the Detroit Lions did something that the Bears couldn't do, score touchdowns uh, in the first half. The Lions did so with 16 points in the first half. The Bears, zero. I'm yeah. just saying well, yeah, look, I think that's what kept it in it, right? Because they were that was probably sort of the key to keep, you know, Stafford mm -hmm. and the rest of the offense off the field. But the mm -hmm. defense, I think they weren't fooled anymore. And there were a couple of times they did. Yeah, I think they had another, like, fake punt. 
But you know, yeah, in, in the, the second half, yep. yeah. In, but in the end, you know that that you know talent kind of prevailed there. And look, I'm sure. Look, Dan Campbell's just that crazy that he probably would have been done. if they were six and zero or seven seven zero or six and one, he probably would still be doing this type of crazy stuff. That just shows you how how uh, you know crazy mm-hmm. he is. But uh, I'm not saying crazy per se, but but yeah, I mean, look, this actually ended up being a pretty good game. You know, Stafford Stafford had three touchdowns. I'm sure he probably would have loved more. But look, I, I think they did just enough to win that game. Cooper Cup, if you have on your fantasy team. You know, you still had a pretty good day, 156 yards and two touchdowns as touchdown catches, as you said, Sid. Mm-hmm. So, but look, the Rams are just enough to win. I mean, you're going to have these kind of crazy games, you know, throughout, you know, at least one of these. So, you know, it, it's fine. And look, you got the win and Stafford B is old team. So it's, you know, that's fine. Yeah, I almost wanted to to pull the, we talked about this before we went on today, Lakina. On Friday, I did pick uh, the Rams just like, uh, yours, uh, tr- just like you did in cr- and our buddy Christine Manica. But even though we don't do point spreads on this show, uh, uh, I should have told you guys to pick the Detroit Lions in uh, in the point spread. They were uh, 16 point underdogs. They lost by nine. So if you had Detroit, Detroit on the money line, you won big yesterday. So congratulations to you. The other game that was running at the same time as the Bears and Buccaneers on CBS in uh, this team was a uh, 18 point fair. As I told you guys, they recovered the spread. The Arizona Cardinals are, are the only undefeated team left in the National Football League. They improved their record to seven and zero after a 31 to five thrashing of the Houston Texans. Kyler Murray, 20 of 28, 261 yards, and three touchdown passes. He may be in the MVP conversation as well. Running back Chase Edmonds for the Cardinals had 15 carries for 81 yards. Zach Ertz, who was on my fantasy team yesterday, he made his debut in the Arizona Cardinals uniform. The stud tight end had three catches, 66 yards, and they score. And DeAndre Hopkins playing against his former team also had a touchdown reception. Christian Kirk also had a touchdown reception. Mm-hmm. And look, they had a bit of a slow start. You know, they gave up a safety early on, but, you know, they, they kind of kicked it into gear. And, and look, like I said before, you know, there are going to be some games where, you know, you beat a team that only has their, their win is always has one win. and kind of just drag, you know, for a little bit, then kind of like, you know, kick it into high gear. And that's what happened with Arizona yesterday. I mean, look, again, it wasn't pretty, but again, they did what they're supposed to. They slowed down the Texans. They, they didn't have any interceptions, but they did give up a lot of three and outs mm-hmm. for, you know, with the Texans offense. And look, Kyler Murray had an early interception, but he actually was able to overcome that and did what he needed to do. And, and, and look, I, I think I think Kyler Murray definitely should definitely be in that MVP conversation. There, look, there are a lot of quarterbacks that are probably in that yeah. MVP conversation right now. But look, if you're I think if you're the Cardinals, I think you'll you'll take this, especially going into a really big game this Thursday. Against Green Bay, against the Green Bay Packers. I mean, and look, that's that should be a fun one, regardless. Although there might be a big development there, I'll talk about that in a second. But look, Cardinals still the only undefeated team left in the NFL right now. In a Sunday night football contest, had the San Francisco 49ers in the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Colts, it was raining, it was cloudy, and the 49ers paid for it. <laughs> the Colts beat the 49ers. 30 to 18. Jimmy Garoppolo for San Francisco, 16 to 27, 181 yards in the score. Elijah Mitchell ha- had a big game for the for the 49ers. He carried the ball 18 times for 107 yards in the score. Michael Pittman Jr. had a big touchdown catch for the Colts, four receptions for 105 yards. Lakina, both these teams are not great, but it was Indianapolis that came out on top somehow at the end. I told you on Friday, Lakina, I regret uh, picking the uh, the. 49ers. I thought they would have just a little bit more than the Colts did. They did at certain parts of the game, but 
Jimmy Garoppolo is not the not the answer for the 49ers at quarterback. Too bad Trey Lance is hurt because if he wasn't, uh, Lance would have been in that lineup last night. Will he play against Chicago coming up next week? I'm not sure. I doubt it. <laughs> but the, the, uh, we talk about uh, our, our team, the Bears, having issues. The 49ers really have their own issues as well. Yeah, with injuries and such. And, you know, Kittle was still out too for – the 49ers as well, among other injuries. So, yeah, I think that, you know, the, for the, in the case of 49ers, they're just having really bad luck. And you know, there was, it was, look, if you saw this game, it was, you know, it was rainy, like you said, Sid, it was slippery. It was a little bit windy, too. There was a lot of, you know, guys were dropping balls on both teams. You know, it was just yeah. like hot potato with the football because they had to, if you saw that, you know, the, uh, the guys, you know, the ball guys had to kind of make sure you know, the balls were wiped up every single time because you know, the rain kind of got to it. But, yeah. you know, look, they're getting, look, they're getting so much needed rain over there in California. So it's, it's, I'm sure they're not going to complain too much about it. But, and look, look, look uh, the Colts did just enough to win that game. I mean, it's sort of, you know, like you said, Pitt, Michael Pittman Jr. had you know, that key touchdown, touchdown catch that kind of, you know, sealed the win for them. And look, their defense, again, they've had some issues with their defense, just, just didn't. Yeah, it just wasn't, you know, they weren't able to slow. They weren't able to slow Carson Wentz and them down. So that that's kind of another reason. But, you know, I know some, I know some Bears are already saying that they all well, the Bears could win the game against the 49ers. The 49ers are just as talented. It's just that they haven't had a lot of good luck. <laughs> uh, speaking of good luck, who are your studs and duds from week seven in the National Football League? Well, Jamar Chase was one, you know, like I said before, you know, 201 yards, 754 yards, receiving yards. You know, mess of most, you know, after seven games for somebody. So I think that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Also, going back to the Thursday there, D-, D. Ernest Johnson had a career high, 146 yards in the in, in the Browns win over the Broncos. He only had 11 rushing yards this season and 198 career rushing yards prior to that. So just just an you know, amazing story. Now we'll now again, he's probably gonna have to hold down the fort with both. With both uh, with both uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, both probably gonna be out for another week or two. So, and a, a big thing there also too. Um, what's my what's my uh, my third stud? Uh, I'll, I'll say Tom Brady. Numbers, you know, number six hundred. You know, in the the touchdown passes. You know, just another. I look. I don't know how he said he can do this until he's fifty. I don't know if he can, but you know, <laughs> so far it's actually looking pretty good. Yeah. 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 My what three, are yours? Yeah, my three stats from yesterday were uh, Dan Campbell of the Lions, even though it was a loss, it was a great game plan. You know, a, 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 a fake punt and an onside kick in the same drive on the same quarter. Uh, that, that was amazing. You had uh, guts to do it again in the second half. Uh, uh, that was amazing, even though it was a loss. Uh, the Lions showed you something yesterday, so I – uh, so that's my first stud. Second stud is Mike Evans. No, not the not the actor Ralph Carter from Good Times. <laughs> Mike Evans, the wide receiver from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers three touchdowns against the Bears. Enough said. And my third stud will be Kyler Murray. All right. Now, what about your duds? Okay. In a bonus stud. Yeah, is um, the rookie linebacker from the Atlanta Falcons. He had a blocked field goal yesterday against the Dolphins, so that's my bonus stud. Okay. My does, the the whole entire Carolina Panthers team, bad. <laughs> yeah. You were 3-0, now you lost four in a row. Uh, you, uh, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Save yourself. Yeah, my second dud will be the Baltimore Ravens, even though I did pick them to lose, so they get my second dud. My third dud, just because the Chicago Bears. Need I say more? 
Well, you're going you're going to use on yourself there. Uh, those are the Chiefs. I, like I said, like I said, I don't mm-hmm. know if like I don't know if folks have figured it out. You know, Pat Mahomes and the rest of the Chiefs. You know, that Chiefs team, but you're not looking good right now. I mean, look, you could probably say you should only have one win. You know, if they had not, you know, they you know, that you know, if they not had lost to the, the Browns, if the Browns had not been able to, you know, slow y'all mm-hmm. down. And, and just uh, you know, it just doesn't look good for for the Chiefs. Right? Look, they have. Look, they've got Washington. They, they, you know, they have, they're on by this. You know, they have Washington. They have the Giants. So, but then again, that's not on Monday night. But that's not really a gimme. So you can't really say that. And but they have the Packers and the Raiders these next three weeks. So none of those are gimmies. They have the Cowboys too after that. So yeah, that that no no gimmies there. Uh, another dud. The Baltimore Ravens. You covered it, Sid. I mean, I look. <laughs> I I feel like I'm kicking myself right now. But look, I mean, that Bengals team's actually pretty good, so I'm, I can't really fault them too much. But they're definitely gonna need to do some soul searching. They're on by this week, so they're gonna have to make some adjustments. You know, they lost another guy on their old line. You may have to pick up some guys in the trade deadline. So just, 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 just awful for the. Just not a very good. Probably their worst game of the season, I think, for mm-hmm. the Ravens. Um. But also, too, uh, I'll say the Dolphins. There's a lot of upheaval down there in Florida. And, you know, with the rumors of Deshaun Watson and whether or not he's going to be there, he's going to uh, be traded down there. And Miles Gaskin, I guess, you know, the coaches don't like him very much. So, even though he had a, he had a Russian touchdown yesterday, but those are my three duds. And they're all teams. So, go figure. <laughs> okay. And week seven for the National Football League wraps up tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on ESPN with the. New Orleans Saints traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are currently four-point underdogs. Looking, we both had um, New Orleans on Friday, and I'm still going to stick to that. that and what's your quick preview? What are you looking forward to tonight? If you get good Jameis, then the Saints should win his handily. If you get the bad Jameis, get bad Jameis, it's going to be a close one. And, and and look, we'll see if this is going to be his, you know, the, the Geo Smith's coming out party on Monday Night Football. I mean, look, we've had straight things happen on Monday night. So, you know, it'll be interesting. We'll we'll see what happens. And, and look, remember, too, the Saints are not going to have Taysom Hill, so you're not going to be able to do any, like, those, you know, weird wildcat formations mm-hmm. that, you know, Sean Payton likes to do. So, and look, we'll see if DK Metcalf is a factor. Jamal Adams will see if the Seahawks defense show up. So, it should be it should be a good one. Plus, you get the Manning brothers back, too, tonight. So Yay! Yeah, so uh, if you <laughs> no want to No more fire break, alarms going off, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, so if you want to, you know, take a feet away from the traditional broadcast on ESPN, you can go to uh, the Manning brothers. Drew Brees, former Saint Drew Brees, also should be making an appearance in, in the in the sometime as I can have so should be a yeah. fun should be a fun one with them you know calling it yeah so yeah the Manning broadcast will be on ESPN2 at the same time you're listening to Second City Sports live and in living color mm-hmm. right here on Sports on Chicago along with Miss Lakina McGee I am Cindy Brown let's transition over to college football Lakina it was a mixed bag from the week eight eight action from the weekend let's start out locally the final line now yes Brett Bielma and his big mouth well, it'll be put on the back burner. Why? Because they upset number seven Penn State, the Nittany Lions, in Happy Valley. Yes, it's not a typo. I said it. 20 to 18 in nine overtimes. Lakina, I did check out some of this game. I didn't think the overtimes were ever in. I thought it was going to go on until four o'clock Chicago time, but somehow, some way, the final line, I hung in tough and got it done on the road. 
they're gonna have to revisit that overtime rule during the offseason. Just saying, apparently, <laughs> apparently the way they have it set up now is well, now you to, people say. <laughs> well, they, well, yeah, well, now they have it set up so you have to you have to go for two after in the during the second overtime, but then if after the yeah. fourth overtime, they just do two point conversions. So that's kind of how it, you know. The, the, the Illinois stopped Penn State, you know, Penn State stopped Illinois, but, you know, Illinois was able to kind of pull that out. It was actually their first road win against a ranked team since speedy number one Ohio State back in 07 with Juice Williams and Richard Mendenhall in the gang. So also Ron Zook was the head coach there. You know, it was actually the longest, you know, third, the third longest, you know, drought against, you know, power five. So that's a, that's a nice little tidbit there. And, and look, if you're Illinois, you had a kind of like a weird week, you know, with Red Bealing was comments. I think they took that. Mm-hmm. I think the players kind of took that to heart. So, you know, it's it's going to be. Yeah. Now, the, can they finish the rest of the season? Maybe at least be bowl, bowl eligible. We'll see. But, you know, if, look, if you're Red Bealing, I think you know how to win. You've won the Big Ten before. So this isn't the first time for you guys. But we'll see if they can build on it. Uh, speaking of building on something, Northwestern drops back to below 500 at three and four after being dominated by number six ranked Michigan Wolverines at the Big House on Big News Saturday, 33-7. Um, Northwestern was in it for a while, but as I expected, Michigan took over. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they hung in there for a little bit. I think Michigan, I don't want to say they were playing down to them, but I think they kind of, you know, it was sort of like, you know, sleepwalking those first, the first quarter, but they kind of kicked it in the gear and, you know, they, did what they had to do, set up a big matchup against Michigan State on Saturday, but we'll talk more about that on Friday. Yeah, and that's the big new game on Saturday on Fox. So mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to that, that one. As you say, we'll get more in deep into that one on Friday's show, this coming Friday. Number two, the Cincinnati Bearcats, they barely hang on against Navy by the score of 27 to 20. Need an on cover an onside kick, but and look, like I said before, you go to this, you know, the, the service academies, you know, they're you're gonna get the best from them. So, and and look, I think since he did, you know, did what you're supposed to do, kind of like a grinding out win, you know, just you do it just to win that game. And look, sometimes you have to do that, and that's fine. Uh, the Kansas Jayhawks gave number three Oklahoma a, a scare, but they came up 12 points short. It was the Sooners 35 23 over Kansas. I mean, you know, Caleb, Caleb Williams had there. You know, whether or not it was illegal, you know, that little <laughs> that, yeah. uh, that, 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 that pass, if you want to know, some Kansas fans were probably miffed about that. But unfortunately, because of them almost losing to Kansas, they, they actually switched. You know, Alabama beat Tennessee pretty heavily. So now they're the number three team, and Oklahoma got to, you know, switch up to back down to four. But, you know, oh, all right, come on, folks. But, uh, <laughs> Look, you take the one if you're Oklahoma. I mean, it's not about style points. This isn't the the old BCS. So, okay, okay. Look, you had to be able to pull it out against Kansas. Look, it's okay. It happens. Back to Big Ten action. It was Wisconsin thirty over thirty to thirteen over number twenty five ranked, but Purdue boring makers. I did catch some of the second half. Lakina Purdue got beat up, especially up front. And Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, they started out the season slow, but looks like they're getting back on track. Uh, as far as we know them to be one of the uh, premier teams in the Big Ten. You know, the running backs, they're the tandem of Joe Chen, Chesma, Lucy, and, you know, Brayden, Al- Brayon Allen, I should say, combined for, like, over 250 yards and three touchdowns. So I think that's what that's what the, the physicality is. And it's sort of, this is kind of what Wisconsin football is used to with the running backs. So they're getting back to that. And, look, they're now four and three now. Look, that Big Ten West is still very wide open. So, they, you know, Wisconsin could probably sneak in there. And now that they've beaten Purdue, they got that tiebreaker. So, Wisconsin could be a team to watch out for in these, you know, these next few weeks. In Big 12 action, number 
Eight, Oklahoma State, the Cowboys, they were upset by Iowa State. The Cyclones get it done by a field goal, 24-21. It was the defense for the Cyclones that kind of did it for them. They were able to do just enough to slow down that OK State um, offense. And it was just it was just a, like a – not your typical, like, you know, 40 to you know, 40, like 35, you know, <laughs> Big 12. But right. Look, I, look, Iowa State, I think they, look, they, they had a slow start earlier in the year, but it looks like they're kind of starting to get into a rhythm. So – Look, Brock, Brock Prody threw for 307 yards. And, like, you know, Brees Hall had a touchdown to kind of put the game away for the Cyclones. Like I said before, it was really their defense that slowed that Cowboys that Cowboys offense down. And, look, this, this could – look, I mean, giving them their first loss of the season. So, this could – look, these tiebreakers could definitely be – look, with the Big 12 all, everyone playing each other, there's still a lot to figure out. You know, Oklahoma's like the class of that that conference right now. But there's a log jam at the, you know, in the – for those, like, that second spot. So, We'll see. Locks to the side still. Let's go to SEC action. Of course, you mentioned Alabama, number four. They dominated Tennessee 52-24. But it was the number 12 Ole Miss. They dominated LSU by the score of 31-17. Ed Orgeron's uh, farewell tour continues, and it gets a big old boot in the rear end. Just, yeah, Matt Carell had a, a, a solid showing for Ole Miss. Also, too, uh, they, they retired Eli's number, Eli Manning's number over at Ole Miss this weekend. So, you know, a nice showing for, you know, for, you know, that was a nice move for him and his his family. And also, look, a, a good showing. I, I think, look, if you're Ole Miss, you're sort of like, you're still kind of right there in that, you know, the SEC. So, you know, you you wonder, okay, can, can we somehow pull it out and, you know, and get past Alabama to win that division? You know, we'll see. Also, too, Snoop, Snoop Connor, yes, that's his name, folks, 117 rushing yards. <laughs> and then, yeah, so kind of kept Little it going. Chancel. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure that's probably, I'm sure his parents were probably thinking that too when they called him that. I'm sure, <laughs> like, I, like, I'm sure it's just a nickname. So <laughs> I don't know his real, his real name, but I'm sure that's just a nickname. But uh, yeah, you know, 117 yards, you know, actually kept the drives moving, kept the LSU off the field. So nice, you know, they've been pretty, pretty well the last couple weeks since getting their, getting their butts kicked by Alabama. So. And Pac-12 action on Lakina loves her West Coast football. It was number 10, the Oregon Mighty Ducks get by UCLA 34-31. Chip Kelly, is he on his hot seat again, according to some people? Question mark, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, well, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, look, I, I look, I think that you know, that was actually a pretty good game for a while, and I'm glad they got they got a showcase game. Uh, Anthony Brown had 296 yards and also 85 rushing yards, so kind of did it both on the ground and in the air for for uh, o- uh Oregon but also to Travis you know Travis Dye had a good showing to uh I think he broke a record let me look it up for a good here he had a rushing touchdown you know four consecutive carries four consecutive carries he had a t- rushing touchdown so that's a first that's FBS record so uh four touchdowns for him um but yeah I mean look they you know it was a kind of a hard you know the UCLA tried to kind of make it interesting late but they didn't they just couldn't pull it out so like I don't know if it's a, uh, I don't know if like they need to, you know, Chip Kelly needs to be on the hot seat. But if you want to win, this should be interesting. Oh. Uh, and sticking with the West Coast football theme, number twenty-two, the San Diego State Aztecs uh, get by Air Force twenty-fourteen. Uh, look, they're undefeated right now. San Diego State is Rocky Long's doing it again down there, over there in uh, San Diego. And look, I mean, this is this could be. Look. Do I think they could probably pass in the look a lot has to happen from the even try to even sneak in to get that chance to try to maybe get that, you know, that power six, you know, power five, you know, non power five, you know, spot. But look, Lucas Johnson, you know, it didn't look, they really didn't have to do too much 
But I, I watched a little bit of this game via my uh, laptop here. But and then just enough, and also too, it was definitely one of those like gritty, like grinding out type of things. It's sort of like a game of chess, you know, rushing yards, you know, for everybody. So you know, it, it it was it's about the rushing yards, if you the rushing the rushing <laughs> yards, if you will, and you know the Aztecs were able to you know was too much for the Falcons. Yeah, a couple more, more games to uh, recap for you right here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Lakina is sitting here with you, wrapping up. Recapping the week eight that was from the world of college football. It was number 13, Notre Dame. They get by USC 31 to 16. I did check out some of this game. USC, they're looking for a new head coach. Uh, they don't have the talent all around. Uh, Notre Dame, I know, Lakina, you're uh, you're against them, and rightfully so, but uh, they, they should have done what they did. They dominated USC. They pulled away in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's sort of look. This is sort of the uh, we we everyone expected this, right? I mean, mm -hmm. USC tried did make it against there for a little bit, but again, it wasn't enough. And some interesting names too, if you believe you uh, Heisman Trophy winner and former SC QB Carson Palmer. Some names, you know, he said on the Dan Patrick show uh, a few minutes about an hour ago. He said that some of the the front runners, if you will, and I don't think how he would know this, but Penn's, you know, James Frank from Penn State. Matt Campbell from Iowa State, Luke Fickle from, you know, Tennessee, of course, and also two Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin. So some interesting names there. Again, this is according to Carson Wentz. So he, look, you know, he's still very close to the program. So I think he probably would know. But, you know, back to the, back to SC and Notre Dame. This is a rivalry game. And, you know, this Notre Dame just has the better personnel right now, as it pains me to say. <laughs> yeah, a couple of the, a couple of the scores. Number five, Ohio State. The Buckeyes dominated Indiana as we expected, 54-7. Number 17, Texas A&M Ag. The Aggies get by South Carolina 44-14. Uh, and number 18, NC State. The Wolfpack, they uh, were upset by the University of Miami Hurricanes 31-30. I did check out some of that game. Lakina, you mentioned that star running back is out. De'Ara King is out. They're still quarterback for the year. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a hard-fought, ugly game, but somehow they pulled out the win. Look, I think if you're in Miami, you, need, you really needed that. Mm -hmm. Because there, there have been you know so many injuries. You know, we'll see about Manny Diaz and the rest of that coaching staff. Job security. So look, you really needed a win like this. And and then look, I think that you know, look, I don't know if this will help get his job. You know, save his job. But I think if you're for morale, I think that's definitely the type of win that you need if you're if you're in Miami. All right, our number one. And also to and also to uh, one more time, Oregon State. You know, beat Utah in a big game for positioning in the Pac-12 in both the divisions. So, you know, a nice win for, for that program. The Beavers, you know, they're, they're look, like I said before, they, they could definitely sing there and win the Pac-12 North. So, yeah, especially with this win against Utah, they're 5-2. and two. They could definitely, perhaps, they may end up, you know, be on the driver's seat to win that division. Our number one in the books, our number two straight ahead, we'll discuss among topics, uh, both the tennis at the UC, the Bulls and the Blackhawks, plus the weekend that was from the National Basketball Association and a whole lot more. You're listening to Second City Sports live and in living color right here on Sports Hall Chicago, along with Lakina McGee, I am Sidney Brown. Don't you move a muscle. <laughs> AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. 
In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That, that's going to be, we're going to say that three years from now, but at the same point in time for him, um, there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this, which is good too. Like that's what we want. We want that to happen. Download the free score app lightning fast update. So you never miss a thing. It's why the score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the sports flash on the sports zone, Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalpage. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year. Automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports Live in the Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can download the Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps to listen to this program, along with the other five live shows wherever you get your apps. That's an Apple iTunes store. Apple iTunes Store or Google Play Store. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app. You can follow your truly on the social media outlet at SidKid80. That's Facebook. Not Facebook. I'll never get on Facebook, but uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at SidKid80. Once again, at SidKid80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. And if you have a comment or a question for us uh, during today's show, at any point you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Just place your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up and running for you on the screen. If you decide to troll us or do anything stupid, Lakina will politely give you the boot. <laughs> Lakina, spe- uh, speaking of giving the opponents the boot as we transition over to basketball talk we'll get into the rest of the nba in just a moment but the chicago bulls that's right your chicago bulls are three and oh they will go to toronto to face the raptors tonight at 6 p.m central standard time on sports zone chicago or on nba league pass for those of you around the country i believe they still running those free preview uh, mm-hmm. days uh lakina uh reviewing the action from over the weekend of course the bulls uh, uh, won their first two home games of the season. They defeated the New Orleans Pelicans without Zion Williamson on Friday. Lonzo Ball had his first uh, triple-double in the Bulls uniform, and they defeated the Detroit uh, Pistons for the second time this season on Saturday, 97-82. to 
Lakina, total, even though it, uh, both teams are bad and mediocre at best, the Bulls did what they had to do. I was very impressed with their play defensively more on Saturday against the Pistons. Team defense is the name of the game for this team. Alex Caruso, as we said it before, guys, uh, he had some championship experience playing with LeBron James from a couple of seasons ago, being part of that 2020 uh, championship team. He's going to bring the hustle. He's going to bring the energy coming off the bench from the point guard position. Also, too, I like that uh, number 24, that uh, that green kid. He had a couple of highlight dunks over the weekend. I, I like that young man. Hopefully Billy Donovan will give us more playing time. Of course, Patrick Williams uh, is still uh, doing good as the starting four. Zach Levine, uh, he's still leading the team in scoring. But DeMar DeRozan, he really took some big hits around his facial area on Saturday. But uh, he's doing a good job right now. And I just like the way this Bulls team is playing right now. As we said on Friday, I expected this team to be 3-0 by the time we commenced uh, today, I'm not saying playing a, a championship parade number seven just yet. We have a long way to go, but it's going to be a, a, a good test against the Toronto team tonight. Uh, I know um, Pascal Siakam, he didn't play in, in Toronto's loss on Saturday against the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know if he's going to play tonight. If we have any information on that, we'll get that to you before we check up out of here at two o'clock. But Looking, this is going to be a, another big test on the road against a formal playoff team in the Toronto Raptors tonight. Should be a fun one there in Toronto tonight. Uh, you know, Javante Green, like you said, said, I mean, 12 points. He had 10 points off the bench. And it looks, you know, this is actually when Zach Levine was scoreless in the first half. So I think mm-hmm. that's the first time in his career that that has happened. But look, he, he scored 14. But then, you know what? The good news is the onus doesn't have to be on him. You know, DeMar Rose, DeMar DeMar, who got a good poor, poor thing, he got like scratched all over his face, yeah. like <laughs> things all over his face. It was very physical. But, you know, he, he got 21. Uh, Vooch, who's going to be off tonight, it's not COVID related, folks. So for people who are you know, wondering, oh, no, is it COVID related? No, no, it's not. You know, they're very adamant that it isn't COVID related. Um, look, Lonzo Ball, I think. Had triple double. He's the first player to ever do that with three different teams. So just a, just a, that's a, an accomplishment of itself. And look, Alex Caruso. Look, like I said before, I me mean, he had twelve points, but he's going to be a cult figure. He had five steals, like you said, Sid, and mm-hmm. you know four assists. It's just just shows you that you know that this team you know is meshing very well. And look, they haven't played you know the you know the top tier teams yet. I said on Twitter, you know they haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Okay fine but look you, you, you can't help but you you you, you, gotta, you can't help but beat teams that's on your schedule so you know they'll they'll play new york on thursday they play utah on saturday and you know boston next monday so we'll we'll find out you know how you know how good this bulls team is but you know but i think look you beat the teams you beat you have the confidence and the uh the conf the competence to kind of like so you can beat those top tier teams. We'll see. They're not they're not there yet. I'm not saying that they're gonna be the number one seed in the East. You know, there are a couple of teams that still have have that have that possibility. But look, I think the I think the Bulls if they can mesh, you know, they can look, I think they can definitely have have the talent that can mesh and they can actually be right there near the top of the East. You listen to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live and in living color. Sid Lakina here with you. If you have any comments about the Chicago Bulls for this segment or the rest of the NBA, you could do so by placing your comments or, or questions in the comment section or on Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or on Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Place those comments or questions in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen and running for you. Lakina, going back to this Bulls team, as we said on Friday after the Oh, home, not home opener, but 
during the season opening game at Detroit last Wednesday. And some people freaked out that they didn't blow out the Pistons like they did on Saturday, even though they ended up a 15-point uh, final score on Saturday. But back to Wednesday's game, people, some people were upset. Oh, they didn't dominate the Pistons. Oh, what's wrong? Oh, this team is a fraud and all that stuff. We talked about it on Friday, but we said this is a process, and it's going to take a while. As you mentioned, uh, their schedule coming up for this week uh, is going to have an early test. But we can't really measure this team too much until Kobe White comes back sometime, hopefully next month. And Ayo Dusumu has looked good in limited action so far. What I want to see is who's going to bring that defensive intensity in, in terms of the perimeter off the bench. Is it Tony Bradley Jr.? Is it somebody else? Well, we, we've seen it from the guards are, are already with Alex Caruso and, like I said, Javante mm -hmm. Green. I like the, uh, the energy that those two guys uh, bring to the floor. But I want to see what well, – what other players are going to step up for this Bulls team coming off the bench, especially yeah, also, defensively? Yeah, you know, you still got Derek Jones Jr., you got Simonovich, you got Bradley. So, look, mm -hmm. he could – look, I mean, look, Billy Donovan can go like a good 10, 12 deep if he wants to or whenever he wants to. So, that's mm -hmm. – you know, if you're if you're going to be a coach, you'll take that. That way you don't have to put – you have to – they'll always depend on your top, your top tier guys. Mm -hmm. And that's cool. Now – now again, like I said, like I said before, when we were talking about their scheduling for this next week, you know, look, I'm not going to freak out if you, they should be able to win a couple of these games. You know, I'm not going to freak out. They have the week after that, they have like a home and home against Philly, so they mm -hmm. should be able to win one of those games. I'm not going to freak out if they lose like two or three of those because, like I said, like we've been saying, you know, they're not there yet. But I think this team does have a talent to kind of be right there to be like a four or five seed in the East. So I'm not worried about that. And, and look, I mean, look, like I said before, Zach Levine struggled in that game against Detroit. But again, you didn't really need him. You got, you know, DeMar DeRozan and Vuj to kind of pick up the slack. Now, Vuj is going to be out this about to, tonight. You know, you got Levine, you got Ball, and of course, DeRozan. I'm sure he's going to want to try to put a show for one of his old old teams at Toronto. So to have them pick up the slack. So I think that's what you want. And that's why you have all this depth. So. Yeah, as we mentioned before, head coach Baylor Donovan has some toys to play with. And. We shall see uh, how they perform tonight without Vucevic, as, as, as you mentioned. So the Bulls will pick it up again tonight for their second road game of the season at the Toronto Raptors. That's like 6 p.m. locally on NBC Sports Chicago and across the country on NBA League Pass. Lakina, let's get to the best and worst of the NBA from over the weekend. Lakina, the Los Angeles Lakers, they defeated the Memphis Grizzlies by a couple of points last night, but uh, let's go back to Friday's game. That was a featured late game on ESPN. The Suns defeated the Lakers 115-105. to 105. The Suns just had the Lakers number right now, and this really dates back to what happened in the playoffs in that six-game series last year. Yeah, and also, too, congrats to CP3 because the first player to have to surpass 20,000 points in addition to 10,000 assists. So he already did the 10,000 assists about a little over two years, just about two years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he passed a 20,000 point mark the first to do that. So congrats to him. And like you said, Sid, I mean, like the last, like, you know, last season, especially in that playoff game, you know, the Suns have had their number. And look, I know that Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis got into it, but look, I think everybody gets into it in the, in the benches, you know, in the sidelines yeah. in the season, in the long season. It's just that now that people have their cameras and camera yeah. phones and, you know, television cameras are everywhere now, so it's hard to kind of get away with that. But, you know, CB3 had 2023. Booker, who you could probably say you know, for him is struggling. He had 22. Um, you know, Bridges had 21 for, for them. So, look, I think this is like a good all-around performance. And, look, you know, DeAndre Jordan, I mean, uh, 
it's gonna be look. I think for the as for the, the Lakers looking at DeAndre DeAndre Jordan is still trying to figure out how where he fits. Mm-hmm. Kamara uh, Kamara Anthony, who we'll talk a little bit more in this in a little bit. You know, has sixteen off the bench. Rondo still trying to find his footing. Dwight Howard is still trying to find his footing. So look, it's like 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 I've been saying, it's gonna take them about five to ten games to really like mesh together. So <laughs> and plus, you know, Frank Vogel, there were people already wondering about whether he's the right guy to coach this team with all you know, all these veteran you know the veteran guys. So again. Give them a minute. Give them about a, a couple of weeks to kind of figure things out. They'll be okay. But look, a nice win for the Suns, and I, and I kind of feel like the Suns are, want to prove to folks that that was not a fluke that they got to the finals last year. Now, speaking of another team trying to improve establishing ident- identity, the Indiana Pacers, they are now 1-2 and two on the season after losing at Charlotte last Wednesday and losing in another a heartbreaker at Washington last Friday. They pick up their uh they picked up their first win last Saturday at home in their home opener against the Miami Heat. I actually watched some of that game live via my television, courtesy of NBA TV. Uh, the Miami Heat team, uh, they're going to be good this year, Lakina. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to be better than the Bulls and, and things along that line, but uh, those two teams battled it out. Almost took me back to the uh, the mid to late 90s, but uh, Indiana uh, gutted it out in overtime. Yeah, that was a pretty – I actually got a chance of which, to watch a little bit of that, that game. And, look, I know our but our girl, Lana Tuckeyer, who's a big Heat fan, and I know she wasn't very happy with this result for, for uh, her. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, look, I think Tyler Hill had 30 off the bench. You know, another – you know, I think he's going to be averaging about that, about that much, on 25, 30 off the bench. But, you know, look, you got the nice little stuff there. Chris Dorday had 19, and, look, Here's a name for you. Ashe Brissett had nine, had 18 off the bench also, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Goga Badazzi had 12 off the bench. So, you know, Rick Carlos has, like, a lot of, like, of course, you got to go some bonus and, and Holiday and, you know, Brogdon, of course. But now you can mm-hmm. do But you got guys that are contributing that you're like, who, 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 where this guy came from? You know, these are, you know, the, the guys I mentioned are G League, you know, former G League guys. So, you know, but I think if that's the type of team that you know Rick Carlisle is going to have, we'll see how they fit in this system. And if they look in a long game, in a long season, eighty-two game season, you know, I'm not like you know he fans should not be freaking out. I mean, look, you're going to have these type of you know things, so it'll be a very interesting to, you know how the season unfolds. And the East is probably going to be a we going to be a lot better than people thought. People thought. Yeah, a couple of games to review from uh, from Saturday. Uh, it was the Dallas Mavericks, 103-95 over the Toronto Raptors. Of course, the Bulls were playing in Toronto tonight. Of course, as I mentioned at the top of this segment, Pascal Siakam, their all-star from the Raptors. Uh, it's questionable if he's going to play tonight. He didn't play in their home opener on uh, on Saturday. Luka Doncic led Dallas with 27.16 mm-hmm. of them in, uh, in the second half. Lakina, I did watch some of this uh, some of this game late. I saw the beginning. Of course, it was an emotional scene with those fans returning to Toronto. They haven't seen their team play in that building in over a year. Uh, it was nice to witness that moment watching it on television. But uh, the Dallas Mavericks just had enough to pull away at the end. Well, I think, like I said before, I think you know with Dallas, there are already people that are already were saying that they lost that. <laughs> They lost their opener. I think folks were already freaking out. The mass has to be like, oh, well, you know, I think, you know, you know, Jason Kidd should be gone. He's not the right guy to coach the team. But look, I think, look, look, I mean, Luca needs help. And Luca had 27, mm-hmm. but also, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. gave him that help with 25. And, you know, Porzingis had a, tri- had a double-double. And, and look, you know, this is going to, you know, Toronto, like I said before, Siakam didn't play. So you got, that's going to mm-hmm. be like, will he able to play tonight? And, 
And look, I think the Mavs are going to be one of those interesting teams. Like, how are they going to fit in Jason Kidd's system? So this is going to be like have a big win like this over Toronto. I think that can only help. Now, where they were shorthanded, Toronto was, but this should be interesting. How 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 the season unfolds for the Mavs. Yeah, and a couple of the games from Saturday, it was the Portland Trailblazers getting their first win of, of the year over the Phoenix Suns, 134-105. to 105. Of course, uh, the Suns were riding high off. They went from, on the national television at the Lakers on a Friday, and they laid a big egg uh, at Portland on Saturday. I, if you're a Suns fan, you're not worried too much about that. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are uh, continuing their road trip. They pick up their first road win of the year as they improve their record to 2-1. They defeated the Spurs 121-111. to Lakina, I thought Dumber, Dumber was done. He, he's still hanging on to a job. He's a member of the Spurs now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That was like that was sort of weird when I saw that. I'm like, well, really? He's playing for I thought he retired, but right. <laughs> but 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 look, like, I think Milwaukee, I think you know, you need I think if you're Milwaukee you needed you needed that kind of win after just getting, you know, hammered by the heat. So, you know, you I think you needed a win like this. Uh look, Giannis versus Giannis, he had 21, Chris Milton had 28. And and look, I think that like I said before, I think the Bucks want to show folks that this wasn't a flu that they won the, the title last year. So mm-hmm. Like I said, it'll be like I said, the Spurs. I mean, we'll see what the Spurs. I don't look. I, I don't know what's gonna. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna. What's the this? The Spurs. They're one and two. That West's gonna be very tough. They'll probably they'll win their share of games. They're not gonna, they're not gonna be terrible, but they're probably gonna be you know meandering at five hundred. So, but a nice one for the Bucks. Yeah, and the Memphis Grizzlies started out their back to back weekend stay in Los Angeles with the 21-21-14 win of the, over the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers uh, l- uh, lose again. They lost at Golden State on Thursday. They, they lose their whole opener. John Morant came up big. Uh, I was watching some of that on Saturday. And uh, the, the Grizzlies, uh, they were, as we talked about doing our NBA preview show with uh, Big Dave Watson as one of our many uh, guest panelists, Memphis is a grinding out type team. But uh, so far this year, they can score with the best of them. I think they want to show that, you know, De'Anthony Milton had 22 in that win. Also, too, Jared Jackson, Jared Jackson Jr. had 21, you know, helping out Morant. So I think, like, I think they want to show folks that, yeah, they can score as much as they can grind you out. And, look, I think they want to they, – look, they got a little taste of the playoffs last year, you know, with the, of course, with the play-in. You know, could have yeah. easily won that play-in game, but I think they want to – I think yeah. they want more. If you, if you ask, Morant will be the first to tell you that they want more. So, and, look, as for the Clippers, you know, George PGM 41. But they, you know, it's going to be a while before Kawhi comes back, so they really are going to have to kind of like try to, you know, grind it out and drag it out. And you know, I, I honestly, I don't know what what you can say about the Clippers at this point. I mean, we'll see, you know, how as they, as they mesh, you know, we'll see if they can kind of mm-hmm. like get together and kind of like play together as a unit, you know, till Kawhi is able to come back. But right now, it's not looking good. Yeah, a few games to review from yesterday's action as you're listening to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in a living color. Sid Lakina here with you as we talk NBA. Uh, the, this team, uh, one of the teams that's a, supposed to be at the top of the Eastern Conference, they're struggling with a one and two record. The Brooklyn Nets lose their whole opener to the um, to the Charlotte Hornets, one eleven to ninety five. Kevin Durant. Uh, had a monster game. Uh, the Nets led by seven points at halftime, but they were outscored sixty-one to thirty-seven in the second half. That told the story. Yeah, they just they. I I don't know what's going on there. I mean, they got they got the, they got the big win against you know the Sixers you know before mm-hmm. they, you know two days before on Friday, but then you know they were able to. I don't want to say lay an A, but I think. I, but they think this look. This is pretty good. We'll see how good the Charlotte team is. You know, Miles Bridges had thirty-two and. 
Leangelo ball, Lamelo ball. I should say had eighteen, and we'll we'll see how. And look, we'll see if Charlotte is for real. I think they're. I don't think they're in the same category as the Bulls. You know, some people say mm-hmm. they may they may be a sleeper in the East, but you know to probably get into that play in. But we'll see with them now. The Nets. I mean, look, I'm not. I don't think you're a Nets fan. Should be freaking out right now. I mean, Durant had 38. Um, Harden had 15. I think a couple of guys didn't play. Plus, the whole situation with Kyrie is just nuts. We won't get into it because it's 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 too complicated. Mm-hmm. But uh. But yeah, I think they need they, look. You know, Katie needs help, and Harden needs to do a little bit more too. So they need look. Some guys, some guys just step up. You know, Paul Millsap. You know, you know, Lamarcus Aldridge. You decided <laughs> to come back. You know, you need more contributions. You know, Patty Mills. We'll see how much he has left in the tank. But yeah, they need to they need to step up, and they need to step up big for them. Yeah, and Blake Griffin, uh, as of note, did not play in yesterday's home opener for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, the Orlando Magic upset the Knicks at MSG 110 to 104. It was the Celtics over the Rockets, well, 107 to 97. This I did watch some of this game uh, following that Bears debacle. <laughs> uh, the Philadelphia 76ers defeated the OKC Thunder 115 to 103. Joel and B had a monster first half. Well, he had look. He had a monster game too, and and in the end, and and look, I think with all that stuff with you know, with Simmons and all that, I mean, I think they just mm-hmm. want to just want to do their thing. And look, Seth Curry, you know, not Steph, but Seph. We'll get to Steph in a second. But <laughs> Seth Curry had twenty eight leading the way there, and and look, I think I think he's probably is going to probably have to step up with Simmons and that whole all that that whole situation. Um, but yeah, I think that look and be you know Danny Green, you know, had a, had eleven points. Georgie had 12 off the bench for them. And, and look, we'll see how the Sixers are. And then I know some people will say that they need Kyrie. At this point, they don't. But, you know, again, if they end up losing, you know, like maybe going to a 10-game losing, you can maybe probably say they maybe, maybe need Kyrie back. Ben Simmons back, I should say. But right now it's not happening. Speaking of Steph Curry, the Golden State Warriors, I did watch some of this game live via my laptop, my computer. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors, they improved to 3-0. They defeated the Sacramento Kings 119-107. to uh, Steph Curry's hot shooting still continues. <laughs> As he said, he played like crap in the opening win at the Lakers last Tuesday. Uh, yeah, he picked it up uh, last Thursday, as we mentioned, against the Clippers. Uh, it continued last night at Sacramento. Look, this will be look. I don't know if the, the Warriors are for real. We'll see how they are once Clay Thompson comes back, but we'll <laughs> see if Steph can keep this up. I mean, you're wondering like how is he able to still do this at 34 years old? But you know, like also to Jordan Poole's with seven oh two for them, so I think that's been helping that. Mm-hmm. And also, to, it'll be just see once Clay Thompson does come back. Like, are they? You know, well, who's going to be mm-hmm. left off the bench? I mean, look, Draymond, you know, fourteen. You know, did say Andrew Wiggins? You know, he had 17, and mm-hmm. look, they got some contributions from the bench. You know, Gary Payton, the second, had 10 points, two off the bench. So it's it's look, look, I don't know how real the Warriors are. Again, we're still still very early in the season, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, like I said before, we'll see how how Clay comes back, how they how they play together, because it's gonna that's gonna really gonna be the telltale sign of whether or not this team's for real. Yeah, like I said, I had them as a playoff team, a championship team. I'm not going to say that just yet, only because the, the West is so stacked with the Lakers, Clippers, Utah, uh, Phoenix, and Denver. So uh, the, the Warriors, uh, if they make the playoffs, uh, unlike last year, you better hope that you avoid the playing tournament because you saw what happened last year. They lost both their playing tournament games to the Lakers and to Memphis. So if you're the Warriors, you'd like to avoid that scenario this year. That means getting in the top six, which is going to be very difficult. 
it's going to be very hard. Also, too, uh, last up here, you got the Grizzlies. You know, almost, you know, almost, you know, John Moran, who had 40 points, just missed a three-pointer at the buzz that would have tied the game and sent it overtime. But it was Carmella Anthony, who, congratulations to him, passed Moses Malone for number nine in the score on the all-time scoring list in the NBA. He had 28 points. Anthony Davis had 22 LeBron mm-hmm. had night, only night, only nineteen, you know, and by LeBron standards, but they did, you know, the Lakers did just enough to win that game. Yep, and uh, like I said, I watched some of this. is mostly the second half after Sunday night football. Of course, LeBron James. This is this is going to be his stat line uh, if everything goes right for the Lakers. He's not going to have twenty five points every night. This is going to be Anthony Davis's team now in terms of your go to guy, Carmel Anthony, as you mentioned. Uh, congratulations to him being uh, now in ninth place in NBA history in the all time scoring list, passing the late great Moses Malone. Carmel Anthony is going to come off the bench to provide some scoring. Uh, in that second year, Russell Westbrook actually had thir- um, uh, 10 assists, I believe, in the first half. Mm-hmm. He had 13 in his first two games. So, as we said before, it's going to take time with the, for the Lakers. And you're seeing improvement from Russell Westbrook already in his new role. Hopefully they can keep that going. But John Morant, um, like Big Dave Watson, I know he's a big John Morant fan. I like Ja, too. My man. Hit your free throws. You did with the first two, but you could not mm-hmm. knock down the third one. So, uh, but uh, it was a very good uh, game to watch last night, and the Lakers deserved it, especially after what happened to them on that same court on Friday against Phoenix. My goodness! But this was a nice bounce back win uh, for the Lakers. Uh, this heartening loss for for Memphis. They they had the Lakers right on the ropes. Yeah, could be kicking themselves missing that free throw. But uh, look, if you're the Lakers, you'll take it because you need you needed that win desperately to you know kind of if nothing else give your your team a morale boost because they really needed that little shot in the arm. So we'll we'll see if they put together a run here thanks mm-hmm. to this thanks to this um this win. Now you know, tonight got some good ones here. You got Boston and undefeated Charlotte. They're the first time they're under. Since they've actually been back in Charlotte, this is their first time starting three and zero. Milwaukee and Indiana, that should be a fun one. They're also at six. The six thirty mm-hmm. game in the on NBA TV. If you have it, you got Washington and Brooklyn. That should be an interesting one there. Yeah, but also you have the Pistons, the Atlanta Hawks at the same time at six thirty p.m. Chicago time. You have the Atlanta, the Battle of Florida. Uh, shout out to our girl Alana Takauer. Uh, the mm. the Miami Heat hosting the Orlando Magic. Of course, we mentioned Bulls Raptors at six p.m. You have uh, Denver hosting Cleveland in this game, the late night cap at 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time on NBA TV. I'll be watching the majority of this one. The Portland Trailblazers will travel to Los Angeles to face the Clippers. The Clippers are not in a good mood at, 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 after where we mentioned what happened to them on Saturday. This should be a good t- contest. Paul George versus Damian Lillard. Always fumble with those two play they play each other. Mm-hmm. And like you said before, they're not there. You know, Clippers are not gonna gonna be the foul mood after that, you know, that heart losing that heartbreaker to Memphis. So also hunting for their first win of the season. It should be a fun one there. For tomorrow, you got New York and uh host the Knicks hosting Philly. That's the TNT game at 6 30. Make sure you guys check that out. Um San Antonio hosting the Lakers. That's always fun when those two play each other at 7:30. Also, you got Denver and Utah, the second half of that TNT doubleheader. All right, let's move over to Wednesday's action. The first game of the doubleheader for Wednesday on ESPN will be the Atlanta Hawks traveling to New Orleans to face uh the Zion Williams and Les Pelicans at 6:30. And of course, the nightcap will be uh, the Memphis Grizzlies at the Portland Trailblazers, John Moran versus uh Dame Dollar. Uh, that's going to be an exciting matchup to watch from start to finish. Very exciting. So make sure you guys check that out right, on ESPN at 9. Also, at the same time, you got Sacramento and Phoenix. Yo, Sacramento, 
Like I'm not gonna say they're gonna make the playoffs, but I think mm-hmm. you know, they're they're basically playing for their job security too, and with the Kings, with there's new brass there. So we'll see how Phoenix responds. They had a, a tough loss over the weekend, so we'll see how they're not gonna be in a very good mood. So we'll see how they respond after their loss to Portland on Saturday. And of course, in the Nets are in the middle of the six-game home stand on Wednesday. They'll host the Miami Heat at six thirty. Now moving over to Thursday's action. We'll have the Atlanta Hawks traveling to Washington to take on the Rinses at 6 p.m. Then, of course, the Knicks and the Bulls at 7 o'clock. Little the surprise is not on television, though. No, I'm a little surprised yeah. by that, but yeah. you know, what, what can you say? <laughs> yeah, the Battle of Texas for the first time this year, the San Antonio Spurs will travel to Dallas to take on the Mavericks at 7.30. And, of course, at 9 p.m. on Thursday, it will be John Morant, Memphis Grizzlies traveling to San Francisco to take on Seth Curry and the Warriors. This is the first time these two teams will meet since last year's playing game, which um, Memphis won, by the way. Yes, they did, and I'm sure Steph's going to want his revenge on that in that yes. game because he struck he struck him in that game too. So I'm sure he wants his revenge. Should be a fun one. All right, and those are your NBA matchups for the well, for the next few days until we we convene on Friday. Um. Got a couple minutes left, said the NBA uh, announced their 75th anniversary team. And, you know, we're not going to go through the whole list because it's a very mm-hmm. long. <laughs> but some notables, uh, Kareem, Ray Allen, Giannis, Carmelo, Charles, Barkley, the late great Elgin Baylor, the late great Kobe Bryant, still hard for me to say that, um, KD, Wilt, Steph, Tim Duncan, Patrick Ewing, Dr. J, AI, LeBron, Magic, of course, MJ, Jason Kidd, Kawhi, Damian Lillard, Carl Malone, Moses Malone, Kevin McHale. I'm glad he's fine because I feel like he never he never gets his due. I feel like Reggie Miller, Earl the Pearl, Scottie Pippen, Paul Pierce, Oscar Robertson, the big O, Dennis Rodman, David Robinson, Bill Russell, of course, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas. D. Wade and Russell Westbrook now and Bill Walton. So I'm not going to do the whole list, unfortunately. You're gonna, you can find the list online somewhere. So any notables that were not, you know, that were not mentioned on that list? Uh, I don't know if you count uh, TNT's pregame show last Thursday, but um, they brought out a couple of these names. Uh, shout out to Kenny Smith, who who, who did. Uh, Adrian Dantley. Yeah, I'm surprised before, he didn't make that list. That, yeah, that, that, that was crazy. Yeah, Dwight Howard. Yeah, and that's another name that I thought about, but Kenny Smith uh, brought up because both of them grew up in New York together. Uh, Chris Mullen. Yeah, I'm a little now TV analyst for the Golden State yeah. Warriors. Yeah, yeah like surprised. Chris Mullen. I was like, especially for you young folks that are listening and watching us, go look up his uh, highlights on YouTube. Uh, this guy uh, was a, a great shooter for, of course, the University of St. John's back in the '80s. But when he got to Warriors, he, of course, he was a member of the Dream Team in 1992. He did not have just a couple of hot seasons. This dude could exactly. shoot it from the outside and take it to the basket as well. I know that he ended his career with the Warriors, uh, I think, in 2001 before he officially retired. But he was part of those Indiana Pacers teams that went to the finals um, at in, in 2000. But he was one of the best free throw shooters in his era. Mm-hmm. He was a great shooter, not only from mid range, but from three point land as well. He was a vocal point along with Tim Hardaway with that, um, with that offense with Don Nelson back in the late eighties, early nineties with the run TM run the TMC. Uh, TMC. Yeah, 
Uh, th those were great teams to watch. Uh, unfortunately, that uh, that team got broke up a couple years too soon, in my opinion. But Chris Moll mm -hmm. is a great shooter from the outside, and he could drive the ball inside too. So I'm surprised he got left off the list. I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised that AD got on the list. I'm sure people were. Uh, there was a lot of debate mm -hmm. on if you know maybe AD should have been on the list because you know he's he was injured for for maybe about a year, and then you know it's it's just. I I just you know not not saying he doesn't deserve it, but and he's gonna mm -hmm. get into a Hall of Fame, you know, with, especially with his with his, uh, his accomplishments over at Kentucky, leading them to their 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 championship and you know Coach Cal's other championship, you know, first and only championship so far. But yeah, I mean, look, you know, Grant Hill. Some people say maybe he should have been on there, but I kind of feel like yeah. maybe his contribution to basketball is probably more so than than that. Clay Thompson. Some people have said that maybe should have made the list. Um, Dwight Howard is another big uh, glaring omission. That's probably for me, probably the biggest omission. I feel like maybe he should have been on this list. You know, you could have taken away some of these other like older, you know, guys, you know, probably snuck in maybe, like you said, a Chris Mullen or, you know, Robert Parrish. I mean, I think he benefited from, you know, being with Larry Bird and, you know, Mikhail, who both made that mm -hmm. list. So I think he kind of benefited from that. I'm not, I'm not, you know, disrespecting his accomplishments, Parrish's accomplishments, mm -hmm. but I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like he, you know, he probably should not have been on the list. There are probably other guys. He probably put Adrian Dantley on that list. Maybe that's why he didn't make it win a championship. Maybe that's why he didn't make the list. I don't know, but it's just the, the criteria is just weird. So I figured we probably have to talk about it for a little bit. Uh, also, too, uh, congratulations to Dominique Wilkins, uh, friend of the Dean Davis show from back in the day. Uh, he yeah. made the list. Uh, I know he was interviewed by Shaq uh, on TNT last Thursday. Yeah. Of course, uh, there was some controversy back in the day that most people thought that Shaq shouldn't have been on that. Uh, 50 greatest player, yes, players list 25 years ago. Some people thought he was uh, uh, bumped up there ahead of Dom Dominique Wilkins, but Dominique Wilkins gets his just due and uh, makes the list. Reggie Miller's on that list. Y'all don't know if you saw yeah. his reaction, Lakino. He, he was <laughs> totally that. shocked. They showed the interview he did with Steph Curry, and then um, uh, once the, the guy the in, inside the NBA guys told Reggie that he, because he called the Warriors. And Clippers game on uh, last Thursday, they told him that he made the list. He was totally shocked, but <laughs> Reggie Miller deserved to be on that list. But uh, going back to your point on Grant Hill, he he, uh, he got the treatment just like Penny Hardaway. If those both those guys didn't have serious injuries that uh, that hampered the prime of their careers, both of them would have been on their list for sure. Yeah, because Grant I Hill totally Grant Hill was the next Scotty Pippen in terms of being the point forward. Now he did not have the defensive skills like Scotty did, but Grant Hill was the next person in line to be uh the the next uh point forward. Yeah. And of course Benny Hardaway was on, on his way to be perhaps the second greatest point guard of all time if it wasn't for his injuries and then of course Shaq leaving to go to Los Angeles. But mm -hmm. Benny Hardaway was on his way to being the next best point guard. Yeah, and I think I feel like, I feel like if, if they had not both had not got it, they both would have made this list. Also, too, Steve mm -hmm. Nash, Dirt and Whiskey, Akeem, you know, Shaq, of course, you know, James Worthy, um, you know, of course, Bill Walton, um, Isaiah Thomas. And yeah, so if you want the full list, I'm sure it's on, I'm sure you can find it somewhere on mm -hmm. the internet. You know, Paul Pierce also made the list as well, Rick Barry. So a nice little mixture of older players and more modern day and guys that are still playing. So. You know, nice little mix. I mean, of course, yeah, James Harden too also made the list. Also, KG, Kevin Garnett, and also Jason Kidd. So, and look, I mean, you could probably say that maybe they could have maybe taken out some of those, like those, you know, old, older, you know, older, you know, school guys. But mm -hmm. there was really, I think they made, did a, a nice job of making this list. 
Yeah, that's not too much you could complain about. But what we do in, uh, in this uh, sports media, we always like to debate oh, who should have made the list, who should have been taken off. And, and that's what these leagues like. And so the NBA is no different. So like you said, they I think they did a great job on putting together this uh, this list. So it's not too much you could complain about. Uh, we had to take our last time out right here on Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. See Lakina here with you. Um, we have a World Series to preview. Lakina is going to be the Atlanta Braves versus those cheating ass Houston Astros, and we had to talk about, about another tenant that resides at the United Center. Uh, you listening to say, "Yes, we do," and I had some stuff to get off my chest. And per- apparently, some other folks did too via the social media circuit. We'll discuss. <laughs> You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. We'll be right back. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shot out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see the things that he's doing, um, are there some things that he can get better at? Yeah, for sure. That's that's going to be we're going to say that three years from now but at the same point in time for him um there's also things that he's doing better probably than we thought coming into this which is good too like that's what we want we want that to happen Download the free Score app. Lightning Fast update so you never miss a thing. It's why the Score app is one of North America's most popular sports apps. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Welcome back to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color right here on Sports Zone. Chicago City Lakina here with you as we wrap up today's show, the Monday edition of Second City Sports. Lakina, we have a World Series to preview, which starts Yay. tomorrow night uh, in the city of Houston. It will be the Atlanta Braves traveling to Houston to face the Chinas Astros. Uh, of course, the Atlanta Braves uh, uh, learned their lesson from a year ago. They defeated the uh, world champion uh, Los Angeles Dodgers about to score four or two uh, in Atlanta last sat- Saturday in game six of the National League Championship Series. Like, you know, I did watch the last few innings of this game. You thought that the Dodgers had something up their sleeve, but uh, the Atlanta Braves bullpen said, uh-uh, we're shutting this down. We learned our lesson from last year in the bubble, blowing that 3-1 lead. Uh, the history did not repeat itself. The Dodgers had a good season, 
but it, they came up short, a couple of games short of going back to the World Series. Well, and also, too, you wonder, though, that the injuries, you know, that the Dodgers had, you know, yes, I know that the Braves have had injuries, too, but, you know, mm-hmm. Scherzer was a late scratch, you know, for whatever reason. You know, they, did, they didn't have Max Muncy. They didn't, you know, of course, they didn't have Kershaw for a lot of those you know, for most of the season two mm-hmm. into the playoffs. So I think that kind of just a turn in. injury too. <laughs> yeah, that that definitely did not help, you know, the injury he suffered in game five to kind of keep him in it. So, you know, but you know, congrats to the Braves. And the, look, I don't think people thought that they'd get this far, especially with some of the injury issues that they had, especially with losing Acuna. But, you know, look, Wolf, I, I think this will go six. And I think the, I know you don't like the, me to hear this, Sid, but I think that the, <laughs> I think the Astros won't win this one just because I think they're pl- I think they're on a mission. I think they want to win this for Dusty Baker. Of course, remember if you guys remember the old Milwaukee Braves. You remember Dusty Baker made his debut with the Braves organization back in seventy one, so or it was nineteen sixty eight. I should I think I should say so. You know, and also they were playing against the Astros, so there's a little bit of intertwining there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, look, I think the Gordon Alvarez, you know, has seven hits. In the final two games, won, um, you know, won the MVP, the ALCS MVP, and you know, all by himself basically because mm-hmm. the Red Sox had five, only had five. You know, he's the he's the first ever to ever out hit the entire opposing team mm-hmm. with the final two games of the of a uh, MLB postseason series. You know, also too, you got the Kyle Tucker and look, I don't know if McCall, I don't know if Lance McCullins Jr. will be able to pitch. You know, I, I haven't heard anything about that, but mm-hmm. but the pitching actually did step up, so. You know, the Bullpacks was really good. It actually kind of shut down that Red Sox team. So, you know, I, I'm going to give a slight edge here to the Astros. But, again, if the Braves end up winning it, it wouldn't be – I wouldn't be too shocked. You know, I think the Braves are showing kind of – they've got a pretty good, you know, core as well with, you know, Freddie Freeman, Dansby Swatson, and those guys. So, it's going to – look, it's going to be a very good World Series. I know Fox would have liked if they – maybe they had the Astros and Dodgers, but – you know, the Braves have a pretty solid fan base, so we'll see. Unfortunately, it's going to suck without without Ronald Acuna Jr., who's done for a year with a torn ACL. So we wish him the best in his speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's still going to be a pretty competitive World Series. Give uh, uh, credit to Braves manager Brian Snicker. Uh, he was uh, under the tutelage of uh, Bobby Cox. Uh, he's mm-hmm. been in the organization for a long time. He did a heck of a job managing in the, in this NLCS. Uh, like you said, Rosario, who had uh, the NLCS MVP. Shout out to him. Dasmi Swanson, who made the final out. And also, mm-hmm. too, Austin had a couple big uh, game-winning hits in that last series against the Dodgers. Uh, he came up big as well. As we say all the time, Lakina, uh, your superstars have to step up to the plate, but it's those role players that can make it make a difference for you. And that's what happened with this Atlanta Braves team so far throughout these playoffs is definitely in the NLCS against the Dodgers. Yeah. And I think that's going to, there's really going to play a, a part in this world series. You know, will it, you know, look, look, I mean, both, both teams are solid pitch. I mean, like they're mm-hmm. not like the best, but you know, it's still very solid, you know, pitching core and look, the hit is really going to who, who's pitching, who's pitching kind of out, outmaneuver the hitting mm-hmm. that's because both these teams can hit and i think that's going to be the key in this world series who can kind of like muster up you know, the the you know, the thoughts to, and the wherewithal to kind of shut down you know someone's hitting because i think that's going to be the key i think the pitch is going to really going to be the key in this world series and also too uh for the atlanta Braves, i know there's been question marks <clears throat> around this starting pitching all year long with charlie morton ian anderson and max free i wonder who's going to get the ball for game one tomorrow because i think that's going to set the tone well, uh, the Atlanta Braves, because like you said, we all know that they can hit, but can they start pitching keep 
uh, the Houston Astros lineup. And Chad, that's going to be the number one question in my mind. And speaking of role players on the flip side, we talked about him doing the series in the ALDS against the White Sides. Cal Tucker, uh, mm-hmm. can he step up on the big stage? Well, he'll have a shot. I mean, he like I said, he's been hot the last couple couple of months. I mean, look, mm-hmm. look what happened. Look what they did to your to your White Sox. Look what he did to your White Sox, Sid. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you know, and it'll, it'll be Charlie Morton against from a Valdez in Game One, and that should be a, a, a an Austin a, a good one here. You know, Austin Riley is another good one that he makes. He help makes that that Braves offense go. So if he as he goes, so does the rest of the Braves. So if he struggles, I think that's going to be the key and. And look, you know, can Jordan Alvarez copy what he did, you know, against the Braves? You know, it's it's all like I said, it's all gonna be on who who gets hot. You know, we'll see yeah. if McCall, like I said, if McCullers Jr. We'll see if he'll be able to uh, the pitch for them. I think we should find out you know later on today. But you know, like I said, I think it's gonna be a good World Series. I don't think it's gonna be like a sweep by either team. I think it's gonna go six nine. I, I have the Astros winning in six. I have the Braves winning in seven. It's not for what you think, but uh, the, the Braves will give the Houston Astros all they can handle. Uh, I think it's going to be some questionable moves, like there always is in every World Series. And so I think, like I said, Houston is the better team on paper, but uh, Atlanta's been uh, uh, contributing with their role players all year long, especially with Okunia Jr. Mm-hmm. being out. And yes. so. We'll, we'll see who steps up in the World Series, especially offensively for, for Atlanta. But the, the key for Atlanta is their starting pitcher. Can they keep that hot Houston Astros lineup in check? That should, like I said, it should be a fun World Series. Uh, yeah, it should be very fun. Entertaining. Like I said before, it's all, it's also, it's all going to depend on who gets hot. Somebody who will be, who could be like the kind of the unsung hero. Who's like that, that guy that can kind of like sneak in there and probably be a difference maker in the series. Yeah, uh, as we said all the time, it all comes down to clutch hitting and defense. And, and both these teams are very good defensively. Of course, we saw that with the Astros and with the series against the White Sox. They did it late against the Red Sox in the ALCS. Atlanta, they did it when they needed it most uh, in that uh, NLCS against the Dodgers. So uh, we had to uh, keep those factors in mind as we watch the World Series, which begins tomorrow night. All games will be on Fox TV here in the States. Uh, mm-hmm. For the first two games will be in Houston uh, starting tomorrow night and Wednesday. All games will start at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And the first two games will be in Houston. Of course, the week uh, over the weekend, Friday through Sunday, those the games, those middle three games will be in Atlanta for games three, four, and if necessary, game five next Sunday night. Of course, next Tuesday and Wednesday will be games six and seven back in Houston if necessary. And Joe Buck's gonna have a very busy go you know, three days because he's gotta yeah. yeah once he's done in Houston he's gotta go to Arizona for that big you know big game between the Packers and the and Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals and Monday and Thursday night football I should say on Fox so he'll have he'll be a, he'll, he's gonna be a very busy beat these these next few days. <laughs> Yes, he will be, and that's why he is, he's the man at Fox. He gets paid the big bucks. You listening? Too. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Second City Sports Live and in Living Color, along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. You're listening to us on Sports Zone Chicago, Lakina. We still have a few minutes left uh, for our show. Uh, let's talk about the other tenant at the United Center, and that's the Chicago <laughs> Blackhawks. Of course, Lakina taking a page out of my playbook, representing the Hawks fans. <laughs> yes, the Blackhawks are now 0-5-1 to start the 2021-22 season. They dropped uh, another game at home, this time to the Detroit Dead Wings by the score of 6-3. to Lakina watching that game last night for the first time uh, from start to finish. 
Of course, they were without Patrick Kane because of uh, oh, he's in yeah. uh, COVID protocol. And of course, assistant uh, coach uh, Mark Crawford uh, was mm -hmm. in. Um, he, he's still in in protocol. Oh, uh, protocol too. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's in protocol too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and. <laughs> Uh, Lakina, I, I was listening to our guy Jason Waski, friend of the show. He's now with the WBBM now in their podcasting department. He hosted the Twitter Spaces post game show last night, mm -hmm. and he was mentioning that uh, a few uh, a few uh, members around the team and around the league were uh, were uh, conversating with him, uh, talking about there needs to be change mm -hmm. in terms mm -hmm. of the head coach Jeremy Carlton. As of right now, is still the head coach of the Chicago Blackouts. I, uh, I discussed. Uh, on our last episode on Friday that he needed to go. And I said it again last night following the game. It was interesting that uh, the Blackhawks uh, post game show on NBC Sports Chicago hosted by our good friend, Pat Boyle, friend of the show, uh, along mm -hmm. with Kobe Cohen, uh, the new uh, analyst for the Hawks this year, as far as pre and post game is concerned. Um, it, uh, it was interesting that the, the post game show lasted a little bit longer than normal. Of course, it took 15 minutes for the players to talk to the members of the media on Zoom. John Tames was on the call. Uh, Seth Jones was made available. And then, of course, Jeremy Collinson was made available toward the end. Right. But Lakina, uh, this was going around the social media circuit uh, during the game, of course, after the game. Liam McHugh used to be with NBC, now with Turner. Mm -hmm. And, yes. of course, John Buchigross with ESPN. They, uh, they talked about how Jeremy Collinson um, – Gave the clipboard to the players, and I tweeted I saw, out a photo I saw as that well. Clip. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Uh, it was at the 7:22 mark of the third period. Of course, the Hawks were trying to get back into the game. They were on the power play. It was seven seconds left on the two-man advantage, and Jeremy Collins just, just gave the board to the players. And uh, Jay Zawalski, our, our our guy, a uh, friend of the show, he mentioned it on his Twitter Spaces post game show last night. That tells you what what. What, what you need to know about this Blackhawks team. All of them don't respect Collinson. He gave uh, the players the clipboard. Uh, would that would have happened under coach Joe Quinville? No. Uh -uh. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and also, too, uh, it was a cool Lee Kubista shot off the post that would have, you know, at the mm -hmm. very least, like made it interesting. And that, look, yeah. that's pretty, that was pretty much, uh, that's pretty much the Hawks season in a nutshell, folks, that little block there. So, excuse me, off the post. But look, I think there, I think there is definitely a an issue with you know this the shape of this, the shape of the, uh, the the roster and the personnel, mm -hmm. and I don't think I don't think it's a college issue. I think that's a that's a Stan Bowman issue. I think that's like, like mm -hmm. I think there's some players, and also to remember too, Jonathan Tays didn't play last year, so he's still trying to find his mm -hmm. his you know routine and his his groove. He's actually been playing pretty well. And, and look, I don't look. There are so many issues with this Blackhawks team. I think it's it's not just one thing. Now, okay, you you fire a call to who you get, you get okay. Mark Crawford takes over here. It's still gonna be the same thing. So I think the whole thing just needs to be gutted. It just needs to kind of like just refresh it. I know that they want to say they they can contend for the playoffs because they want to get butts in the seats at the UC. But at mm -hmm. this point, you're kind of wondering like maybe you might have to start. I don't know, man. Maybe I have to start getting rid of some guys. I don't know. Yeah, is mentioning again butts in the seats. Their sellout streak of five hundred and thirty-five consecutive games came. To an end last night. Uh, mm -hmm. They were a shade under 20,000 for a, a rainy Sunday night home game. Of course, uh, Danny Wirtz put out a tweet at the end. I put it, uh, I retweeted it on my timeline from last night. Uh, Lakina, th this is how change starts. Um, 
Uh, as our, our, our colleague, you'll hear him tonight on Sports Zone Chicago at 6 p.m. Uh, Jason Palmer, what's up, cuz? Make sure you check those guys out. Hey. He said it on Sean and Maya uh, earlier today that the, the Blackhawks, of course, they're in a lawsuit uh, yeah. uh, with uh, an identified player for the 2010 team. Uh, the, the lawsuit should have been settled a long time ago, but when, yep. when will it get settled? I don't know, but uh, the lawsuit should be settled first. And, of course, uh, there are some changes that will have to be made, made both by the coaching staff and with some of the players too. Now, as I said, I was silly enough to pick them to be one of the last teams to make it to the playoffs in the Western Conference. But, of course, they're off to a bad start. But but uh, Stan Bowman, uh, he got a promotion. I still don't mm -hmm. understand that even to this day. Of course, Seabrook and, and Duncan Keith are no longer Duncan on the Keith, club. Yep. But he gave them both long-term contracts, mm -hmm. which which made no sense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, I'm sure he thought that uh, the Canadian dollar was going to go up. Uh, no, no uh, you were yeah, you've been in salary cap hell for the last four or five years. I know you got rid of those guys along with Hosa's contract, but it was too little, way too late. Uh, it looks like a respectable roster, but it still has to go through some changes. And like I said, Stan Bowman is not off the hook either. Like I said, just getting rid of Jeremy Carlson is not going to solve the issue. But uh, th there's some internal things that the Blackhawks had to be honest with themselves. So they had to take a look at themselves in the mirror. Of course, you got rid of John McDonough when the pandemic began. Yeah. Uh, Pat Foley, you, you know, as far as we know, you mistreated him. Yep. Uh, this is his last year, unfortunately, and behind the mic. Uh, next year would have been his 40th year behind the mic. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. You get rid of ice crew girls. Yep, and that was just terrible. It, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I know you're trying to um, make this a, a respectable organization due to this lawsuit that's still out right now. But uh, there's more problems. Just th those other transactions I just mentioned. It all starts on the ice. I guarantee you this, Lakina. Once uh, the lawsuit is settled and when this team starts winning, the fans will be back in droves. We remember what happened a little bit over a decade ago. Dollar Bill Wurtz mm -hmm. died prior to the 2007-2008 season. Of course, that team in 08 came three points short of going to the playoffs, but those games were not on home television to view. They were put on TV almost immediately because, of course, the next year in 09, they made it to the Western Conference Finals, losing to Detroit, of course. Uh, the next decade, they went on to win three Stanley Cups. Uh, it's going to take something like that to happen again for this team. This team in this franchise is going through a transition, but, well, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane being around, when they make it to the playoffs again, you would hope so. But in terms of Stanley Cup, uh, the Stanley Cup is not in their future. The playoffs in a question, but Stanley Cup's anytime soon, no. Yeah, and I kind of feel as though, like, maybe the, I think the, the the sooner that folks realize that, the better off I think everybody will be. I think, like you said, so I think a lot of it is also because of the, the lawsuit that's still lingering. And you got to think that that's played a little bit of a part here and and look i just feel like the the hawks like i don't know what to say about the hawks right now they're in last place they only have one point they have one of the worst record they have the worst record in the league or one of the worst records in the league right now where you have national pundits like you know bucci down butcher grass and also to Liam McCune, who covered hockey for years who's doing it right now right now on turner mm -hmm. if they're saying that yeah it's bad it's bad so yeah. But, you know, on the flip side, you know, let, let's, you know, I'm getting more and more depressed. I don't want to get depressed talking about the Hawks. But uh, <laughs> some, some good starts by the Florida Panthers. They looked really good so far. I really like how they look so far. Also, New York. Shout out to Coach Hughes. Yeah, yeah, right. Speaking of Coach Hugh, right? Just, just saying, folks. Uh, <laughs> the, the, New, the New 
York Rangers are right there too. They're second place behind them. If we're going by seating purposes right now, mm -hmm. it's a little too early for that. Even the even the Red Wings, people thought they were going to be terrible. They've actually they have seven points right now this season. They're three and two and one. So, you know, and also too, uh, St. Louis. You know, they just got off. You know, they won a Stanley Cup. You know, a couple of years ago, they're eight points. Edmonton's at ten points as well. They have the second best record along with those uh, Florida Panthers. So. Connor McDavid, Look, he's on yeah, fire right now. Right now, <laughs> definitely, he definitely wants that. He wants that Stanley Cup. I mean, yeah. after what happened last year, they, they they've got the team to do it now too. So we'll see if they can go far. But uh, yeah, so uh, you know the, the Blackhawks. Uh, but you know what, hockey overall, especially since the Rays have been really good for both the ESPN and Turner telecasts. You know, I think you're in a pretty good spot if you're hockey right now. Yeah, speaking of ratings, Lakina, I did check out did check out the Seattle. Uh, Kraken's home opener uh, last Saturday via my computer. <laughs> it was made available to folks here in America on ESPN+. Plus. Of course, you guys in Canada saw it on Hockey Night in Canada. Of course, v uh, Vancouver uh, won uh, 4-2. But, like, you know, I, think I saw this on social media last night. Pat Foley made a comment uh, on the air that the Seattle's home opener was not made available for everybody to see. Like I mentioned, it was on ESPN Plus, or if you have uh, NHL Center Eyes, uh, it was made available to you there. But uh, the home, uh, the great folks in Seattle didn't uh, couldn't watch their team play for free on mm -hmm. basic cable. Right. Last Saturday, they made right. no sense to me. The NHL definitely dropped the ball here. If you're trying to get a, a city like Seattle, which is a very sports hungry team, they're a very mm -hmm. loyal fan base. You know, you're going to see it's not at Century Lake Field against, you know, with the Seahawks against the Saints. Even though Russell Wilson's not there, they people will will come in to the, to the stadium and watch yeah. you know, the Seahawks, you mm -hmm. know, play the post the Saints. You know, look, they, they've been wanting the NHL, NHL team for a while. And the fact that you didn't make the game available, you blacked it out. Really? Yeah. That's that's that, that's not a good way to grow, grow your support, y'all. Come on, NHL. Do, you're better than yeah. that. Do, be, do better, I should say. Yeah, like I said, they're they're on um, their uh, home television market is Root Sports and John Forrest. As I mentioned, he's a good friend of the Dean Davis show for back in the day. He's their lead announcer. He should have been the one on the call on, for their uh, local broadcast. I know mm -hmm. uh, Steve Levy and I forgot who was uh, Ray Ferraro was on the call for ESPN Plus, but mm -hmm. uh, John Forrest should have been on the call locally for Root Sports in Seattle. Uh, those Seattle fans, they were rowdy, they were hungry, mm -hmm. and they were energized, but. To have the game not available in your home market for the home opener, that made no sense to me. So the NHL dropped the ball there. Especially if you're trying to grow the sport, this is not the way to do it. Don't exactly make your exactly. make your games. Look, we know here in Chicago, not having to see our you know the Blackhawks at home for a year. Mm -hmm. So exactly, you, know, you don't want to you don't want to go on the wrong foot of that with Seattle. So do better NHL. Yes, do better, especially now with you have a better contract for national games with ESPN and Turner. Uh, you're doing good so far, but the way you handled this uh, Seattle cracking hole opener not being made available to those fans in the local market, that made no sense. So like you said, NHL, do better, do better. Lakina, what are you looking forward to this week as we close up the show? We have about a less than a minute left. Some of the NBA games like we, we talked about you know, a few minutes ago, I, I look. I think some of those games. Look, I look. I think we got a couple of weeks before we can kind of make a big, you know, gander on who's really who's mm -hmm. for real and who's who isn't. I think people should just you know kind of wait out and see. I think people are kind of freaking out for not. I don't want to say if people are freaking out for another, but I think people should just chill for a second. Come mm -hmm. on. Um. Let's see what else. Uh. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh. 
But some NHL matchups look really good. I mean, the Flames and the Rangers tonight on ESPN Plus. I'll try to check that out via my laptop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right via via my laptop. That should be uh, that should be a good one. Also, Toronto and Carolina. That should be a, a pretty good one as well. And um, I think I know there's some soccer. There's some soccer uh, matches that I like to see. So, and you also look basketball's got a cup coming up in a couple of weeks. Kofi Cockburn has made the preseason All American list. So. You know, definitely college yeah, football, college, college that, in a couple weeks. Yeah, 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 we're not too far from that. So hopefully we'll get some exciting local college basketball around here, not just Illinois, but hopefully Northwestern, maybe, maybe Loyola. Maybe, we'll see. Maybe, Lucas hopefully. Lucas, Lucas Williamson was back there, so and they're still looking. Remember, they got they got Denzel Valentine's uh, older brother now coaching them, so yep. we'll see how, how he does. All right, as of course, I'm looking forward to the World Series. He's still going to be a competitive one, as we talked about a few moments ago. Of course, Bulls basketball tonight. They're at Toronto, of course, and they're hosting the New York Knicks. And Derrick Rose returned to his hometown on Thursday, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Lakina, it's been another great episode right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We are live and in living color. Uh, it, it was a uh, this is a, a, a crazy time of year, but this is why we do what we do. So we we're happy to share it uh, with you guys as you listening to us right here on sports on sports on Chicago, or we're running out of time. So you close us yeah, out young lady. Well, yeah, I'm freezing over here. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's raining and wet here. Sid knows this, you know, he's not too far from me. Yeah. It's getting yeah. a little, little nippy here in Chicago, but Hey, it's fall. What do you expect? It's late October, but yeah. you can follow me at Kenny McGee on the Twitter and at Kenny underscore McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. Download, make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. You can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, find Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can catch the audio version of this podcast second city sports at war or anchor we're available on all podcast platforms and make sure you follow war media at war media at facebook twitter instagram and youtube once again at war media facebook twitter instagram and youtube and thank you very much in advance for your support and like, make, go, ahead. go ahead no no like share subscribe and tell your friends go ahead and make sure you catch second city sports every monday and every friday right here in sports zone chicago from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Once again, every Monday, every Friday, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, live and in living color from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. For Sid, I'm the king, you guys. Stay warm out there. You know, if you're not going to get the vaccination, you know, wear your mask everywhere and be good to each other. For Sid, I'm the king. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you Friday. Pulse, holla! <laughs>